You're listening to Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino. I talk to mortgage brokers across the country. You know, I go to events and they all speak so highly of Halifax. You know, it's the best kept secret, yeah. but the secret has start, started to get out. And as you know, over COVID, more and more people were relocating here. And I think, you know, over the years, there was a lot of tourism coming to Nova Scotia, New Brunswick, PEI, right. and, and to Newfoundland. And, you know, the secret is starting to get out, but, you know, I'm glad that we are here. Is it an undervalued market still, though? We know that it has been in the past, and we've talked about this before, but is it an undervalued I think, market? I think it's balanced out more now. You do it. I think we're becoming into a more stable market. You know, there's still not enough listings, but there are a lot more coming on, which is really exciting. Normally, spring is the busiest real estate market of the year, so yeah. we're seeing more and more listings. We're not getting a lot of purchase agreements in, so I think mm-hmm. that is still slower than it normally is. For us, we're still very steady because we're doing a lot of renewals. We're seeing a lot of people transferring to different lenders. We're doing a lot of refinances, and that's keeping us busy. We're starting to get more purchase agreements being accepted, but I think the amount of competition is not as fierce as it was. But I am hearing reports. There are homes that are selling for above the listing price. Right. Some. Not like it was in 2022, and that was a frenzy at that point, right? Definitely not. And that's why I say the market is becoming more balanced. Do I think it's still a seller's market? Yes, I do. But I think the buyers have more of a you know foot in the door, maybe, and a little bit more negotiating power than they did before. What are your thoughts on uh, what they call uh, densification? And mm. I guess would then, if you're talk- talking home ownership, that would be condo home ownership. If you're going to densify the peninsula, I think garden suites. I think certainly apartments. I think condos. I think yeah, that's really important, and we yeah. need it along the thorough paths of the city. I right. think that's really important. Are condos a good buy? You know what? I own a condo and I've yeah. owned other condos in the past. Right. I think it's a lifestyle thing. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. I think condos might not appreciate quite as fast as a freehold property would. But as the city becomes more and more populated, I think condos are more and more popular, especially right. for those people who want to live downtown. Yeah. That's what I want to do. And for me, condo living is very easy because you can turn the key and you can walk away. I love traveling. You know, we haven't been able to travel a lot over the last couple of years, but we're starting to be able to travel more now. For right now, condo life is good for me. You know, I also like having a single family home. I will probably own more single family homes again in my future. I've owned several homes. So for me, I don't have really an emotional attachment to real estate. For me, real estate is more of a business transaction. Mm -hmm. And... You know, for buyers, I understand the emotional connection. A home has an emotional feel, and that's the place that you're going to lay your head, potentially raise your kids, have a family. But for me, it certainly is more of a business transaction. And I think it's sometimes hard to separate that emotion and business. And that's why we had such a frenzy, you know, the last couple of years. From a transactional viewpoint, a mortgage viewpoint, is there a difference between a condo and a regular house? In some cases, yes. The structure of the ownership is different. So a condo corp is basically different than what a freehold property would be. Right. And you would have paid condo fees. Um, that's, so I think that's something important to like take into consideration. And there are a lot of shared amenities. And that's why people like condos, because a lot of what's included in the condo fee is going to protect like the envelope of your home. You don't have to worry about the roof. You don't have to worry about the windows. As a corporation, yes, they have to be worried about. Yeah. And that's what your condo fee is going to maintain. But I think... You, you have more certainty typically when you own a condo. Right. Like, for example, the condo that I own is like 1,400 square feet. It's the size of a bungalow, and I'm downtown. 
So for me, that's quite a large condo, two bedrooms, two baths. I have enough living area. You know, condo living certainly isn't for everybody. Mm -hmm. In some cases, condos can be much more expensive than a freehold property, especially the more downtown that you are. Yeah. You know, it's supply and demand. You know, there's no homes right in the downtown core. Right. There's apartments and yeah. there's condos. And yeah. then you move out to the south end, central Halifax, north end. Obviously, there's more and more homes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you're paying for location as much as you're paying maybe for space when you're buying a condo. Okay. What about uh, from the uh, uh, apartments, buying apartments? Is that, uh, are there a lot like of apartments? buying apartments, like as an investment property, Todd? Is that yeah, what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, we certainly deal with people that, buy uh, apartments to rent or buy rental properties to rent. We certainly deal with those clients. I think right now there's not as many because interest rates are high and the rent cap. So we even have a lot of clients that are existing landlords and they're having a hard time financially. Their interest borrowing costs have increased, but the rents have not kept up. So we're seeing some people who own rental properties that are choosing to sell and in some cases, that's not so good for the tenants because sometimes when they sell the properties, yep, the tenants need to go yep. or they're doing renovations, renovictions. Yep. It's a tough situation. But right now in Halifax, the vacancies for rentals are about 1%. Yeah. I've been, I, I've heard though that if you have kind of five units or less, it's more of a tough go uh, to to own an apartment building. And, and I you, think the small rentals are tough. I've tough, owned them yeah. myself. You've before. owned them yourself. Yeah. They're tougher, yeah. right? Just because it's a numbers game, right? It certainly is a numbers game. Yeah. And coming down the pipeline, the federal government is, is talking and doing consultation about a new rule that could impact people owning residential rentals. Right now, as long as you qualify between your debt servicing and everything, you can typically have up to like five rental properties. So that means you could potentially have four units in each of your rentals. You could have five rentals. So you could have 20 actual apartments. Right. Okay. Yeah. The federal government is working on some changes that may put a cap. For example, you can only borrow in terms of a mortgage up to seven times your annual income maybe including the rental income. So that might reduce the amount that people can actually qualify for. So we'll see. The federal government isn't super keen on borrowers being able to get a residential mortgage to buy a rental property. They're not super keen with that. So I expect there's going to be some changes Mm -hmm. on how you get a mortgage and maybe it's going to be maybe more like commercial financing down the road. Who knows? Okay. What about buying an apartment just straight up one apartment to live in? I think, well, that would be kind of like, like uh, if it's a condo, it would need to be a condo or a co-op. So there's no... So you there, can't really buy an apartment. You can't buy an apartment. You can't. Okay. No. And co-ops are not very common. And right. in especially in Nova Scotia, Atlantic Canada, there's not co-ops. And financing on co-ops is completely outside of what we would normally do in our purview. Right. We only do condo holds and freeholds. Yeah. We don't personally, like in our office, we don't offer financing on leasehold property. So that would be like a mobile home park type Mm -hmm. situation. We don't offer that type of financing. There are lenders that do, but in our our office, we're offering financing on on condos and on freehold properties. And we do that every day. Okay. Uh, What else you want to get to in a bit? We need to do a deep dive on what's going on with rates, Todd. You know, there's been a lot of discussion about rates. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the trends and what you should not do. Oh, what you should not do. That's mm-hmm. always more always more important than dun, what you dun, should dun. do. <laughs> All right. It's Mortgage 101, your guide to home ownership with Clinton Wilkins and myself, Todd Vino, and we will be right back. If you've liked what you've heard and you want to learn more, feel free to visit us online at teamclinton.ca.